stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, mama, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing today, friend? <laughs> I'm I'm good, friend. I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining. That's my word for today. I'm maintaining. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> and we have a beautiful guest today. Yes, we do. Hey, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> so if this is your first time listening, I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. Welcome to the Real Welcome Mom Pod. Welcome to the Real Mom Pod. Jinx. Okay. <laughs> that happens. Friend, who do we have today? So we have Dr. Jennifer Morgan. Uh, first of all, we have been on mm-hmm. this computer talking with Jennifer for about an hour mm-hmm. before we even started. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation was—it should have been a podcast, right? It really should have. We I, like we both we should have hit record um, on both the roadcaster yeah. and the the computer. But Dr. Jennifer Morgan, mm-hmm. she is such a light. I personally have enjoyed speaking with her, and I know Devin has as well. They have a lot in common, mm-hmm. uh, and, and particularly around their field um dr morgan has a doctorate in school psychology but she works in the clinical setting as a pediatric psychologist or she specialized Mm -hmm. in that field but dr morgan's field stretches a little further than just pediatrics she works with military families she works Mm -hmm. with veterans she works with children in all capacities and she is just a, a woman of all trades like I was reading her bio. I'm like, I can't read all this. I got (laughs) to, I got to break this up. But she's an author. She is. So I was going to get to that. She is an author and we have one of her books. So like, she Mm -hmm. is just a wife, a mom, military spouse. She is an amazing person. And like I said, we have spent a whole hour talking to her before Mm -hmm. we even hit record here, but she is a joy and I'm looking forward to our Q&A session with Dr. Jennifer Morgan. So welcome, Jennifer. Welcome. She br- she wants us to call her Thank Jennifer, you. y'all. So we're not going to call her Dr. Morgan. We're going to call yes. her Jennifer. Uh, she's I'm Dr. Morgan working. at work. <laughs> but in Don't this setting, Jennifer. she's Jennifer. Yes. Welcome, okay. Jennifer. I'm going to try. Sure. Welcome, welcome, Thank welcome you. Thank show. you, guys. It's an honor. I'm excited to be here. I really am. It's, it's definitely so an honor. Thank you. you. Thank you for coming. So we have a lot to talk about. So we're going to get right into it because we try to keep our episodes about 45 minutes, but I just feel like we have so much to capture. So this may be a part one and part two. We'll see. So (laughs) briefly tell us about your journey to motherhood. Yes. So my journey started five years ago. Uh, Matter of fact, my son he just had his birthday on this past Monday, so he's like officially a big kid. He's not my little <laughs> toddler, so I'm adjusting already to that. But um, but yeah, five years ago, I was actually in my last semester of graduate school, okay. <laughs> and at that time, I was also like planning a wedding, trying to prepare for graduation, and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so much that I'm trying to balance. 
Um, but, you know, ultimately things came together and motherhood is one of, if not my proudest moments or roles, you know, um, that I've taken on, my husband and I both, um, you know, it's it's been a, a great, great experience, you know, being a mom and yeah. Motherhood is I love fun. That. It, 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 it is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It got its challenges, it but it it's, it's a roller coaster. Very, yeah. it, is. it is a roller it's, coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because roller sure. coasters are fun and exciting, but they but also they like, all, you oh, get a little anxiety when you what in did line, I just right? do? Exactly. <laughs> Why? Why did I get on this ride? Swinging and hitting and sure. jerking, and then it's like, damn, like what? What did I sign up for? Stomach yeah. dropping. Right, the stomach drop. The stomach drop. It's the stomach drop. Definitely the stomach drop. <laughs> so that Jennifer, so um, mm-hmm. as part of your line of work, you work with parents, right? You you do consulting yeah. to an extent of, you know, supporting mm-hmm. them with their kids and how to deal with um, in, in certain things and, and how to, to raise a, a conscious child. So can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about that? And um, yeah. yeah, just uh, give us a little bit more insight around that, that mm-hmm. piece of your work. Yeah, for sure. So I know even just from the beginning, whenever I made that uh, d- that decision to uh, pursue a career in psychology, I knew that it was all about wanting to help, um, help children, help families. And the biggest things for me was making sure that I was in a setting where I was able to access um, uh, all children, all mm-hmm. families. You know, there are some kids or some parents who wish to receive um, support, you know, in the realm of mental health, but maybe they can't afford it or they don't, um, you know, they maybe don't know where to start. And so my whole thing, again, from the beginning was to be able to make myself accessible um, as well. So from working in schools, um, as well as working in not just a primary care setting, but a federally qualified Um, health setting, which Mm -hmm. more so serves underprivileged families. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, allowing access to everyone. Uh, So that was, of course, kind of priority. And then now, you know, working there um, in that space, I definitely, again, work with parents. And at that time, or whenever I'm first meeting with families, I make it clear that, you know, kids, they exist within systems. You know, Mm -hmm. so yes, they can have their one on one therapy and there are things that they can work on for themselves. But when we think about the optimal level of progress or um, success that we want want them to reach, um, it's going to involve parents because they exist within the system of parents, of teachers, you know, wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely communicate to parents their role um, when it comes to um, how they can, again, support their child, make sure that they are connected during this process in therapy um, as they're learning about themselves, um, learning about how to cope and deal with stress. Um, Parents need to also be educated and aware um, of that. And so if anything, I I always approach my work with everyone in some way included, not just a child, but it takes a team effort in a way. Mm -hmm. So parents, sometimes siblings need to come into the office as well um, to just kind of create this safe um, kind of team working as a group um, to support, you know, the particular child or patient, I guess I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely, I guess, important, I guess, yeah. in my line of work. You got to scope it out. 
Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep, everyone can get it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So back to this roller coaster, right? So you're a psychologist mm-hmm. and you're a parent consultant and you're a parent yourself. So do you mm-hmm. ever feel overwhelmed by parenthood um, or motherhood? And if so, what are those mm-hmm. feelings and how do you navigate through that? How do you process your feelings? Yeah. So I guess with the first, to answer your first question, yes, 100%. <laughs> I feel overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed sometimes. Um, I just think it doesn't matter what you do or how many kids you have, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to feel that pressure or just feel potentially overwhelmed because you just don't know what to expect. Because number one, every child is different. So mm-hmm. you might have one child and say, okay, I'm good when the second one comes, but you find out that second child personality just everything in a way about them is different from the first. So you're steady learning. Um, And so I think, again, for me, although I had already um, had the privilege of working with children, understanding children, um, it's just different whenever you have your own and you are a mom or you are a Mm -hmm. dad. Um, And so I guess for me, again, right, I experienced feeling overwhelmed, Um, And I think just overall, whenever I have those emotions um, where I'm just like, I can't, I can't can't do this right now. If I just feel like it's too Mm -hmm. much, the first thing I definitely strive to do is um, just accept the fact that I'm overwhelmed. Like, don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say, you know what, Mm -hmm. Jennifer, you're, you're tripping. You shouldn't be mad or you shouldn't be frustrated. No, parenthood is frustrating mm-hmm. at times. It's a lot to mm-hmm. juggle. Um, so one, just acknowledging that and allowing myself to feel um, what it is that I'm feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I also often try to give myself breaks, um, you know, wherever I can. So even mm-hmm. if it's a matter of, you know, taking a drive on my own, um, trying to be intentional on how I'm using that time driving to work, you know, it's like, okay, let me, mm-hmm put on some music that I know that I can bop to that's enjoyable while I'm on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Being intentional and trying to use that time to maybe make it about me um, as far as what feels good, what sounds good. Um, and, you know, ultimately trying to just maybe even just do things that I enjoy when I can, mm-hmm. um, whether that's listening, again, listening to music, reading a book, um, listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, um, just trying to take that time to just help myself, whether it's de-escalate or just process what I'm feeling and being able to transition back into, okay, calm state. Let me jump back you know, into this. Um, mm-hmm. with, That's important. Yeah. Like that yeah. alone mm-hmm. time is mm-hmm. gold and you don't realize, yes. like I know mm-hmm. I took advantage of being mm-hmm. by myself <laughs> before mm-hmm. husband, yeah. before a kid, like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. you, you yearned right for this husband and ch- child life but mm-hmm. then when you get it it's for like sure. damn like I appreciate it and I love it and I mm-hmm. just need a second me and Devin were talking yeah. about this earlier we just wanted to tell everybody yeah. leave me alone don't and it's <laughs> not that we love you any less you know we just yeah. need a, a moment to yeah just be by herself. Like, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me. Yes, don't I still me. love you. Right. right. That doesn't mean that I don't want you around me ever. It just means right. that I need a second to myself. 
And when I say a second yes. to myself, that means nobody is bothering me. <laughs> right. right? Well, like, okay. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up because, again, in our community as black women, mm-hmm. we always have to hold this standard of we can take it. We are right. we're bricks and we can. There's nothing that we can't. Yep. Like, no. No, those days are long gone. Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed, and I don't want nobody (laughs) Uh bothering me. So pretty much mention that. Mm -hmm. I mean, too. And to add to that, I literally had to set a boundary with my boys Mm -hmm. because they're very Mm touchy-feely. And yesterday, Mm -hmm. I was just overstimulated and overtouched. I had a bad day at work, Mm -hmm. and I kind of brought it home a little bit. Not, like, Mm -hmm. physically, but, like, mentally. It was still in my head and still Mm -hmm. bothering me. I just did not want to be, like... And it wasn't even like a hug, kiss, touch. It was more like, I'm going to punch you and jump on you and <laughs> dig my nails into you and yes. abuse you, touch. And so I'm just like, I don't want that right now. Yeah. Please yeah. do yeah. not touch me. And I set mm-hmm. a timer and I said, you cannot touch mommy for five minutes. Mm-mm, that's that okay. That. You know, and, <laughs> right? Like seriously. And then mm-hmm. even today, because my oldest, who is um starting kindergarten as well, and it's a five year old, he's at oh. school with me this whole week because I work oh. for the district where he goes to school and so Mm -hmm. he's at school with me this week and so he's with me all day so usually my break from my kids is at work no I'm not getting that so I'm just like I'm going upstairs you're your father's Mm -hmm. child for right now and don't (laughs) bother me for five minutes and they still come upstairs yeah still come upstairs and find me hey mommy what you doing minding my business (laughs) they love to get you when you don't want to be bothered like Eli right. came mm-hmm. and put his hands on both of my breasts today. He oh, just, my gosh. He just plastered them there. He said, Mommy, what's that? Right. I said, Eli, those are my breasts. They used to feed you yeah. when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just was mm-hmm. squishing them. And I'm just like, leave yeah. me alone. Don't touch my Yes, breasts. we are in that okay. stage, too, with both my boys mm-hmm. touching my body parts. And I'm like, I don't yep. know. And I try to, Jared, don't, I mean, we hug and kiss in front of them. But as far as, like, caressing mm-hmm. each other, we don't do that. So yeah, I don't know it. where they getting this or rubbing friend, and touching they might, and slapping. The, you might think you out of sight. <laughs> or Jared might think he out of sight. I really, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think we do it often enough for them to be like, I, they're just like fascinated yeah. with my boobs and my butt. And I'm just like, yeah. leave me alone, please. Your mommy. Your yeah. mommy. What's, what's yours is theirs. Is yeah. how they That's how they say like, I want some milk. I want some milk. Boy, if you don't get on my face. <laughs> Ain't no milk in here. It's all dried right. up. It's dried up. You're going to get powdered sugar. How about that? <laughs> or powdered milk. say, okay. <laughs> Ain't no sugar. Okay. <laughs> no sugar. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, Je- I was about to call you Dr. Morgan. Um, Jennifer, so along your line of work, you, you also do therapy, right? I mean, I guess that's, that, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to mix terms with, if you say consultant and therapy, those are two different things, right? But mm-hmm. within your line of work, you still do therapy in some way. So I know that in our compu- community, I mean, therapy is becoming more accepting, right? But in some mm-hmm. areas yep. of our community, it's still not like people still feel that something has to be wrong for you to go to therapy. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Right. So from your mm-hmm. perspective, how important do you think it is uh, for children to go to therapy, even if there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong or, or mm-hmm. families in general? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's, it's really important. And it, right. It comes down to perspective, you know, how it's being perceived. So mental health, 
when when you think of mental illness or mental health, a lot of um, of other people they think, oh, you're crazy. You know, the use where mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not I'm not in a crisis. You know, mm-hmm. and it is usually at that time when people do seek mental health support or services when they're in a crisis, whenever there is a you know a really big issue to some extent. Um, that's I will say in general where um, where I do work. It's unfortunate that majority of the people, by the time they reach this step, they're in that severe type of category, you know, meaning it didn't just start. It was a buildup. We kind of got to this point to where, okay, you know what? Now they're saying, let's, let's get some help whenever it really starts way before, or it can start way before it gets to that point. Um, So when it comes to, again, therapy for uh, children or families, I do think it's important to take more of a preventative approach, um, meaning you come in order to not so much work on a problem, but working on, let's say, just areas of improvement or wanting to work on just areas in which you feel you can grow. You know, it's not so much that you're doing parenting wrong at this time, Mm -hmm. but no one's perfect. There are some ways or some tools and skills that you can Um, definitely gain, you know, by just coming to therapy and just learning more, you know, that you may not know. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for a child, you know, there are some things, some experiences that they're just going to naturally have by being exposed to media, to being exposed to other kids at school. Um, And they have to, let's say, maybe learn how to communicate, you know, about certain things. And for some parents, they may or may not know the language or know how to Mm -hmm. break things down or explain. Um, So, bringing them in, you know, again, for therapy or to a therapist, uh, whether it's a psychologist or a social worker, whomever specializes with children who can not only help teach that child, but also equip, you know, parents to be able to continue the work at home. Again, not because it's a big problem, we're in a crisis, but we want to prevent that. And we want to just learn on, um, you know, how to stay healthy, how to stay well, mental health wise. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, that was good hey mamas have y'all ever gone through a friendship breakup it stinks it hurts it feels like you broke up with your man the journey to healing after the end of a friendship can be so tough but guess what you don't have to figure it out alone that's right so allow us to introduce you all to the creative healing series this series is a transformative virtual screening of the documentary Best Friends Not Forever. Yo, that title says everything. It does. So join our girl, Shalice. She's a Rattler. Hey, Rattler. And a licensed professional counselor. Yes, and she is with director of the documentary Diamond Williamson as they unpack this amazing series. Girl, it's virtual, so you don't oh. have to worry about getting all dressed up and dolled up or anything like that. <laughs> but it's Saturday, August 19, 2023, okay. for an empowering experience to support you in finding your solace and healing through creative expression. All right. So mm-hmm. before we get into you getting into this event, again, it's virtual, yeah. but there is still a fee, okay? Take the first step toward healing, right? And rediscover yourself in your friendships. Use our code MAMAPOD, that's M-A-M-A-P-O-D, to receive up to 20% off on your ticket. If you are interested in attending this virtual event, you can go to www.theconsciousqueen.com 
Or you can visit Eventbrite and type in best friends, not forever to secure your spot. Yes. Tell her we sent you. So you're talking about communication, right? So you have a five-year-old and you probably feel me on this big emotions. Okay. Mm. I feel like I have all the tools to help my parents help their kids. Mm. When it comes to my kid, I don't know where those tools go, (laughs) 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 but they're not with me. (laughs) They are not with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So can Mm -hmm. we talk about what does big emotions mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And what are some best practices when navigating through that with our small children? Yeah, man. Yeah. Great question. Again, it's like when I'm at work, let's put the hat Mm -hmm. on. Yep. Mom, dad, this is what you need to do. Let's try that. You don't need to do that. But then when Mm -hmm. I get home, Kind of like who, uh, uh, earlier we were just speaking about, I think it was you, Devin, you said, Mm -hmm. um, I need five minutes because Mm -hmm. it's been a long work day. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to maintain what you've been putting up all day, let's Mm -hmm. say like at work, Mm -hmm. but it, um, it gets real when you're at home and, Mm -hmm. you know, you have another set of your own emotions Mm -hmm. that are being impacted when it's your own kid, you know, Mm -hmm. that's maybe pushing your buttons or, Mm -hmm. you know, having big emotions themselves. Um, So, right. It can, it can be a a bit difficult, but, you know, ultimately when it comes to kids and again, their, their big emotions, number one, I do believe that first as a parent, you have to acknowledge that it's normal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Having big emotions, expressing them in a big way. So once I will say one thing that I often um, communicate to families, to parents and kids as well, is that emotions are normal, you know, and they're not always going to be positive, good emotions. Mm -hmm. No, you're human and you're going to feel sad. You're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel mad. These are all emotions that you're meant to have. You're going to feel anxious. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is a good thing. Uh, You know, a lot of people say, well, anxiety is bad. Well, no, it's actually meant to protect us. It's meant Mm -hmm. to help us. Um, And so ultimately when these emotions, um, I guess you can say, uh, reach a level of, um, where it's maybe more so a reaction as far as like behavior Mm -hmm. that becomes more of a concern as far as how they express that emotion. Um, Again, I definitely try to communicate that one, even as a parent, whenever you see or hear the big emotion, Mm -hmm. um, although your alarm kind of goes off where you're just like, this is a big problem. I need to do something right now because this should not be happening. One, not panicking yourself you know, remaining calm yourself and just acknowledging that, you know what, my child is having some big emotions right now as far as how they're expressing them in a big way, um, how they're behaving, and just recognizing that, okay, it's okay for them to have the emotion, but first let me just check and see, of course, what it's about. And Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, how old the child is, um, as we know, the younger they are, um, the more they are going to tantrum or show mm-hmm. emotions in a way that can feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, whether it's because they're hungry, mm-hmm. whether it's because they're sick. Um, matter of fact, my son last night, we were at the the, um, the Padres baseball game. Mm-hmm. Um, first time going out here in San Diego. And he was he just he he wasn't himself. He was crying and kind of doing the tantrum thing. And it turns out that he he wasn't feeling well. He was sick. Mm-hmm. And so instead of instantly feeling like you have to respond or react mm-hmm. along with them, whether it's yelling or becoming upset, slowing down and first acknowledging, okay, is something actually wrong? Because mm-hmm. that's how they communicate mm-hmm. if something is not right, whether, again, hungry, sick, 
um, tired, you know, sleepy, and being able to um, resolve the issue based on what you can learn in that moment. Mm. Now, if it's a matter of it's none of these things here where your needs, they're met, and you're just maybe, let's say, potentially doing it for attention, mm -hmm. then, of course, there are other ways in which you would approach trying to, um, you know, de-escalate or respond to that issue. But again, for yourself, you do want to remain calm, you know, mm -hmm. with big emotions, definitely remaining calm. Um, and then ultimately, depending on where you are, I know it can be uncomfortable if you're in public. And let's say the next step would be to ignore it. Mm -hmm. You know, then you're thinking, oh, shoot people are judging or people are looking, you know, but at the same time, if you're giving attention to these big emotions, um, you know, you're actually reinforcing it to where it can happen again in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so I would definitely say, let's say ignoring if it's like more of an attention thing would definitely be like a good way in responding until they can calm down. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say I guess one other tip or way in which parents can respond when big emotions are being expressed um, is to not try and um, reason whenever these big emotions, again, are being expressed. So a lot of times parents may try to talk them down, talk mm -hmm. their kids down. What, you know, what do you need? Or, or we're going to do this first and then we're going to do that. And, you know, trying to converse with them. Mm -hmm. when we already know as adults, let's say when we're in our emotions and mm -hmm. someone's trying to talk to us, it's like, I don't want to reason right now. Mm -hmm. I'm actually frustrated. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk at all. And kids can be the same way as far as, you know, not wanting to hear what right. adults may have to say. Yeah. So trying to deescalate by one, not even having to have, trying to have conversation with them or trying to talk to them, but more so just trying to help calm them down. Sometimes, like I said, it may be ignoring. Sometimes it can just be, um, you know, acknowledging, okay, I see that you're upset, but um, at the same time, we'll <laughs> talk or you'll get what you need after you've calmed down. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it kind of gets a little complex, but those are just, I guess, a couple yeah. ideas um, for parents. Because we gain big emotions yeah. in those moments too, right? It's like we mm -hmm. big yeah. emotion for Very big much. emotion. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> yes. It's hard. Very much. Very but much. But I like how you broke that <laughs> down. Um, because there are layers to how to respond to this kid that's just showing these big emotions, mm -hmm. right? So I could actually mm -hmm. use a few of those tips because when they get to cutting up, as my mom would say, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it becomes a lot. So um, I know yeah. right now we're both. And oh, go ahead, Devin. I, I was going to say, I think it kind of depends on the personality of the parent, too, um, mm, simply mm -hmm. because I can ignore. I, and I tell my kids all the time, I'm a trained ignorer. That is one thing I learned <laughs> <laughs> in school is how to ignore behavior. My husband is the same uh, way, so, so I'm not trained like that. Yeah. And and, mm, and mm -hmm. you, Jared and you, parent similar <laughs> and Jonathan and I parent similar so my okay. husband is the first one and he's very militant so he's like hey you need to calm down you need to right. do this you, need, you know mm -hmm. like the demands and stuff and I'm like let them feel it and don't cry and I'm like no they should be able to cry mm -hmm. like I understand mm -hmm. what you're saying and I understand like what they have to deal with growing up, but we're, we should not put those demands on them right now. Like Correct. they're three right. and five and I understand what's up against them, but they are still boys. Mm -hmm. They're not men. And it's a time and place for everything. And mm -hmm. I, and I'm not trying to take that away from you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if they don't know how to get through these these emotions, how can we expect them yeah. to effectively communicate? Because that's what I want them to do. And I also mm-hmm. don't want them to be confident. And I also want them to know, like, it's okay to show emotions if mm-hmm. you want to. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's um, a problem within society and men yeah. um, not having to be macho all the time. No, yeah. I, I, it's okay for you to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I can probably mm-hmm. count on my hand how many times I saw my husband cry, and it was at a funeral. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you I've know, and I'm Jonathan like, cry. and he's like you when it comes to certain things, mm-hmm. um, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mind mm-hmm. the crying; it's the whining that bothers me. Oh yeah, I the don't whining. Oh does. man, I yeah. And it's I, mm-hmm. Eli's not a big crier. Like something has to really be wrong, and I think that's why. Like I don't mind the crying because he. He doesn't really cry much yeah. unless there's something truly wrong. And then I'm okay, like, what's yeah. wrong? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Give me a hug, yeah. whatever you need. But the whining is where I, my big emotions come mm-hmm. in. I do not like mm-hmm. whining. So if you mm-hmm. have any tips, Dr. Morgan, or excuse me, Jennifer. Well, this is a Dr. Morgan question. If you have tips <laughs> on how to For whining. respond to whining, then I accept them. Because that is the one thing. I Even before I had kids, yes. I don't like stop the whining. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. Um, honestly, every go ahead. I'm gonna say every child is different because I'll also even say for myself, I'm still trying to figure it out half the time. Whenever my son, he's 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 the whiner, like like mm-hmm. yours, Kendra. Like mm-hmm. it's very rare for him to cry, but the whining is mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's piercing, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, every child is different. I know, like for um for my son, you know, he responds to the. You know, just you can just give him a look. Like we're we're not doing that, doing mm-hmm. this right now. You know, I'm you know need you to to calm down as far as just like what it is you're asking for. Use your big boy voice. You don't have to whine. You don't have to cry about it. You know, you have some kids that that can respond to to that well, but then you have other children. I mean, they they keep it going. You know, they mm-hmm. don't stop. Um, and I know that another way that you know just on any given day, if I know that let's say there is something that is coming up that is fun or that he uh, maybe even just want to do, you know, that, that he enjoys, you know, a lot of times I'll say, well, do you, you know, do you want to have time, you know, to play outside, you know, with, with your basketball or do you want me, um, when we get home, do you want to have your favorite snack? You know, mm-hmm. um, some parents may call it, well, I don't want to bribe, you know, I want to bribe my, my child with mm-hmm. the reward or in order to get them to do something. There's a difference between bribe and, a reward mm-hmm. or an award, not award, but reward. Um, and so whenever a child does what it is that you have asked them to do or stop doing, they've pretty much done the work in order mm-hmm. to earn something such as mm-hmm. again, a favorite snack or, you know, extra time outside. Whereas mm-hmm. if they receive these things before they've done their part, that's mm-hmm. when it's more what we consider a bribe mm-hmm. when they get the reward gotcha. before they've worked for it. So sometimes with the whining, it's like, okay, I know when we get home, you want to, you know, maybe have time with, with your dinosaurs, you know, or something like that, something they really mm-hmm. enjoy to where it's like, okay, I need you to stop whining if you want to, you know, enjoy this or have that. So sometimes that, you know, also helps, of course, if it's kind of like giving yeah. them the stare or I give Eli telling them the to stare. stop. It doesn't it, work. I, it, yeah. it really bothers. I can't just gets under my skin the, the so stare does not work for me 
the stare doesn't, it doesn't work, work. because I start laughing and they because they start <laughs> laughing and then I start laughing and then we're just laughing. So the stare <laughs> does not work. Like oh no, oh my gosh, because Eli had tried that. Like he'll look at me. <laughs> And then he'll start laughing. Yeah. It'd be funny. It'd really be funny. But you got to turn you your head. Laugh. You can't I laugh. know. Turn your the head. stare does not work. All right. Or they'll do something really silly, and I'm just like, I'm done. Like, right. right. For what? Why am I fussing? Because oh, I'm laughing with them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So why, why should they stop? It's like, what? No, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so, um, Jennifer, our kids, uh, we all now have – older toddlers and and early preschoolers now right Uh, or kindergartners excuse me Mm -hmm. and as Mm -hmm. they get up up in age they get more disrespectful right their mouths they become more vocal (laughs) and you like you like to hear them use their words right but when they use their words against you it it feels a little Mm -hmm. different so i'm gonna give you an example Mm -hmm. my husband the other day eli was playing with i don't know what it was some toy some truck or i don't know he was having a good old time and my husband asked uh-huh. him to do something. So he told him, I'm busy. And <laughs> he was busy. I mean, he was. But that to us, that's like, well, you're being disrespectful. But at the same time, mm-hmm. the boy was busy. He was playing with his toy. So I, my question <laughs> to you is, like, how do we set these boundaries? Because we want them to use their words. Like, we are all raising our kids mm-hmm. to show these emotions, to be vocal, to be confident in how they're feeling mm-hmm. and what they're doing. But how do you set boundaries between I'm busy and I need you to get up and do what I asked you to do. Like, where, how, how mm-hmm. do we navigate that? Because I'm, I really want to yeah. know. Because <laughs> I actually had to turn That's my head and laugh at that one. That was funny. Because <laughs> he was busy. He yeah. really was. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's the truth. Like, I'm, I'm doing something, you know. Honestly, for that one, that example, that, um, I feel like that is more of the funnier, um, I guess, example. Because when you said disrespect at first, I was thinking about, you know, the like real, real big type mm-hmm. of dis- disrespectful experiences with the, with a child that you can have mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where it's just like, whoa, you know, but this one here would sound pretty innocent. You know, he was, he was being honest. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to, let's say like simple examples like yours, Kendra, one thing that I definitely recommend or a couple of things I recommend to parents is just being mindful of one, how you say things um, or how you give an instruction. Um, and when you choose to give the instruction. So I give an example of both of those. So when it comes to um, when it comes to how, so you probably, I'm, and when I say you, I'm not just speaking about you guys, just in general, mm-hmm, all parents, yeah. sometimes we don't actually hear ourselves as far as how we may give an instruction. So for example, you have many parents who may give an instruction, but they give it in question form. So um, let's say, for example, with my son, I may say, don't you don't you want to eat your broccoli? No, no, I don't want you know, I don't want the broccoli. And then it's like, no, you better eat your broccoli without even realizing that we actually Mm -hmm. gave him a choice, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So being mindful, of course, one, how we're saying it, are we giving it as a command, you know, as a statement, as in like you have no choice. Or are we able to even recognize sometimes where we actually give them a choice to have an opinion or mm-hmm. to, you know, say something that we may not necessarily be ready to hear, which is him maybe saying, no, I'm, I'm busy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, being mindful of, you know, how we say it, of course, like our tone, 
Um, and also, of course, when. So in this, again, example you gave, Kendra, one of the things that, let's say, the next time for your for your husband, as well as for yourself, kind of learning that if your child is busy and they're busy doing something that they actually enjoy, the next time when an instruction is given, it may have to require you to first instruct him to look at you or even to come to you and then give that instruction to kind of break up that engagement and what mm -hmm. he's doing in order for him to do something else that he probably doesn't want to do. It's like, well, first, let me get your full attention and let me, like I said, whether have you look at me in my face or even have you come to me so I can make sure you hear me and you know that what I'm saying right now, there's no choice. I'm telling you to do it right now. And it's just easier for them to transition considering that you've even just separated them from that activity in that moment to transition mm -hmm. elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, I would just say just, I guess a couple tips as far as, okay, you got me this time, but next time, let me maybe mm -hmm. just set it up a little differently to have more success with it. You know, what's right. interesting, Jennifer, yeah. is that my husband sit, he sits along the same line of work as you and Devin. And okay. <laughs> I'm sure he may know this, right? But it's just mm -hmm. when we parent our own it's kids, it's different. It's, yeah, and then I think it's he, I think he told Eli to do something, and then Eli decided mm -hmm. that he wanted to continue to play with his toys, and then he was uh -huh. like, "I'm busy," which I mean, he was, but. <laughs> I, I'm going to mm -hmm. have to be mindful of that because when you shared, like, get their full attention, I don't do that. I'm just like, mm -hmm. hey, you need to get up and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I think that mm -hmm. may be a, a benefit, at least for me, to really get his full attention to ensure that he hears what I'm asking him to do and that he understands. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll have perfect execution yeah. of whatever I ask him to do. Um, <laughs> right. See, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't see that as disrespect, friend. I really and I do take up for Eli, so yeah, but I does. didn't see that as disrespect. I I saw that as just being honest and answering a question. He now, was. what I do mm -hmm. see as disrespect is with my child does. Uh oh no, my oldest. But she does this, okay. Jennifer. She'll say Eli didn't do this, but then she'll sit here and talk about her kids, and then I gotta defend them. Somebody gotta defend them. My, no, Go ahead, you, It's no way you can defend this. I don't know how you're gonna defend this Go ahead. Okay. because okay. now we're talking about big emotions and saying things he does not mean in that moment mm. and then we ha once mm -hmm. we cool down we kind of process and we talk about it but we're really trying to get him to stop saying things he doesn't mean because he say mm. says hurtful mm. things um so one example can be if he's upset and us establish a boundary because we're starting well we're trying gentle parenting doesn't work every day some days i yell i'm yeah. human you know but <laughs> mm -hmm. i try majority of the times so like i do wake up trying to be gentle do we end the day gentle i don't know but i do try <laughs> so like i said he'll say things he doesn't mean so example if he's upset we have to go to cool down he'll say mommy i don't like you Mm -hmm. And I think that's disrespectful. Um, mm -hmm. Or I don't want to be a part of his family. And I'm just like, oh, why are we, what is this? I don't yes. want to be a part of his family. <laughs> yes. That hurts. I'm like, what are the dramatics? <laughs> like, uh, where? And, then, and he has a younger sibling and he feeds mm. off because when Jay acts out because he's my chill one. When he acts out, it's just like, you're acting just like your brother. Like, stop. This is not even you, right? Yeah, so he picks yeah. up these things. But it's just like, how do we get him to think 
about what he's saying before he actually says it. And it might come with maturity. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is, Frank. You know? He don't really know what that mm-hmm. mean. He knows what it means, but he doesn't know the depth of it. Like in that moment, yeah. he did yeah. not want to be a part of that family because y'all pissed him off. <laughs> that's probably how you really felt. <laughs> but five minutes later, if y'all disappear, he is hollering because where's my mommy, daddy, and brother? Right. So, I you know think what? Yeah, that is a good. Shit. You know what? You just gave me an idea. <laughs> don't you do that. You don't want to be a part of this family. We're going to disappear. Dr. Morgan, intervene. Intervene. This is not don't. a part of therapy or consultation. We're going to pay sure. hot and go mommy. No. Hot and no. go family. No. How about that? No, <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole other problem. Oh, Trust my God. worried about him touching you now. Mm. <laughs> right. Separation anxiety, oh. okay? You're, you're playing with it. <laughs> And the thing is, Jennifer, she oh. know better. She is not doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I would not traumatize yeah, her. But it's a I great know. thought. It is a oh, great thought. Oh, boy, that is funny. But, you know, so. I want to ask you, though, Devin. So in that moment, yeah. whenever your boys or your oldest, he, he says things like that. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. How do you normally react? Or you, so, you and your husband? Right. So I, well, the reactions are totally different. <laughs> so I am calm. I'm, and so I make sure I'm calm and I'm I'm like, true, that really hurt mommy's feelings when you say that. I love you. Yeah. Or he'll if he gets in trouble, nobody loves me. Nobody Aww. likes me. It's just like that so dramatic. Like <laughs> you know where he it's gets that like... from, Jennifer? His mama. Where? He get it from uh, his mama. I am not I am not that dramatic. <laughs> but, no, because As... I don't say stuff like that. <laughs> But, but let's call your mama and ask her at five year old Devin I said that. <laughs> probably. Oh, no. I probably just said that five. Oh, but gosh. so I I would say so if he says nobody loves me, nobody likes me, and I'm like, Drew, that's not true. Your mom and dad really loves you, but we have to establish a boundary. You did not follow this rule or whatever the case may be. So now this is your consequence. You're mm-hmm. not in trouble. You just need time to yourself to cool down. You can go to your room, read a mm-hmm. book. You can do whatever it is you want to do for those five minutes. But we both need a break. And you can come mm-hmm. back and we're, we're good to go. But you do have to, yeah. you know, there's consequences for your mm-hmm. actions. Yeah. And that's when we get the whole dramatic thing of going upstairs. And he doesn't want to be a part of his family. We don't love no. him. Those type of things. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I try to stay calm. My husband, on the other hand, don't you talk to your mama like that? And it's just like, that's not mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. But I understand, like, he's trying to establish dominance and respect mm-hmm. and he's military and all this stuff. And I'm just like, and that's how again, he was raised, too. Because we yeah. have to unparent yes. the way okay. we were parented, yeah. too. Right, exactly. Correct. So, mm-hmm. what you, sure. you get this stuff from, boy? Like, I don't understand why you're talking to your mama like that. I would never talk to my mama like that. It's just like, it's different. You know, mm-hmm. That thing. It's different. Yeah. And I guess even with that, I think you how you handle it, Devin, that's actually that's mm-hmm. great. I think that's good, honestly. Um, and again, my reason for, for asking, okay, how, how do you guys usually respond? Um, because mm-hmm. if you can one just move past what was said and accept the fact yeah. that okay they're probably saying this in the moment because they're emotional right. this is emotion right. they don't actually hate us they don't actually not want to be in the face if you can if parents can move past what's said because kids yeah. will say some really hurtful things mm-hmm. because they know is going to you know trigger or you yeah. they know it's trigger. going to mm-hmm. um you know upset the parent because mm-hmm. they're upset so they yeah. can be pretty desperate and they're gonna you know what mm-hmm. I know my parents 
hate or don't like when I say this, but to let them know that I am like really upset with them right now, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say the worst thing so they can hurt right. too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. that can kind of be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when, once parents can just accept that, you know what, they're being emotional. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't uh, agree with what they're saying, mm-hmm. but ultimately sometimes whenever a parent does react, they're actually mm-hmm. giving the child what they are looking yeah. for in that moment, right. which is a reaction. They want mm-hmm. you to potentially be upset to, or just know the extent to which mm-hmm. they're sad or that they're right. mad. Yeah. Um, and so again, I yeah. think the way that you described your response, you know, where you're like, you know, you're a part of this family, but you did do, yeah. you know, A, B, and C, you know, you're communicating mm-hmm. to him yeah. and he's accepting of it. And then you say, let's take a break. You know, all those are definitely good steps. I think that you take, mm-hmm. Um, whereas for your husband, like you said, for him, he, he first has to get past that first, you know, you don't talk, you don't talk to your mom like that or, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which I can, you know, also understand dad, they're, they're, they're just, they're different. You know, yeah. it is mm-hmm. about, I want to feel respected or you need to mm-hmm. need to show respect mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. you know, which in, is in true certain ways. And I think, yeah, mm-hmm. which is true. it is it is it's true but i think it but also age appropriateness me, i think that's absolutely. what my husband struggles with <laughs> yeah like and he's I mean, not 13 <laughs> sorry i was about to say i think number one it's about just again expecting for kids to, to mess up to not get it mm-hmm. right to, mm-hmm. to say things so, you know now if we're i don't know 16 Mm-hmm. 15 16 and we're doing mm-hmm. and saying the same things that we said mm-hmm. when we were five and six or seven mm-hmm. you know that's when it was like okay did you learn any right. you know <laughs> did we not teach you an alternative way to communicate right. when you were five or six but they're still especially young kids they're in that learning phase where they're even learning which limits you know mm-hmm. they can push yeah. like how they can push the buttons and as a parent you have to first just ex- expect the unexpected right. to an extent be prepared for that and um you know not see it as oh my goodness they're just going to be this disrespectful child forever mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like no yeah. they're not yeah. it's good to teach but you know that comes with time as far as them getting better yeah. with that with those things that you communicating ultimately my son that actually calls me yeah, out if good. i'm not like he'll say mommy mm-hmm. you're not being nice mm-hmm. and i'm like mm. the- Maybe I'm not. Yeah. You know? okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm rude. If I'm enforcing a rule, I'm rude. You're being rude. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, again, mm-hmm. teetering that line of being an advocate for yourself and freely expressing yourself yeah. and being disrespectful. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, mm-hmm. which one is it? Where does yeah. it go? Does it go in this pile of that? Right. Pile? Yeah. Which one? Right. I think that also, this, I guess this will be the last thing I say to this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but parent modeling is mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Like we will say what we expect or want from mm-hmm. our kids, but when we actually reflect and see, well, how are we expressing our anger? You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't even have to be towards the child, but how mm-hmm. am I expressing my anger to my partner, to mm-hmm. my spouse, to my friend when kids are watching, you mm-hmm. know, if they're saying, okay, mom or dad, I hear you whenever mm-hmm. you say this is what I don't or should not do when I'm mad, but I mm-hmm. also see you doing it. You know, it can be confusing when, mm-hmm. you know, there it's not matching up. So yeah. always being mindful on what you're modeling. And this applies to almost everything. I yeah. say to parenthood um, is such a strong link between parent modeling and 
child behavior, mm-hmm. um, communication, you know, just different things that you get from them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, let me check myself too. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want them to be respectful, let me also demonstrate what respect looks like or sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely yeah. agree. That was, that was really good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that quick therapy session. Right. Exactly. After this call, Not a problem. get on the phone. Not a problem. I'm here. I love it. <laughs> you are not, you're an author. Okay. You have what? Two books now. Um, yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's dive into that a little bit. Um, one, two, mm-hmm. three, self-care is important to me. I, I love that. We actually have that book. And then mm-hmm. um, Melody, the music queen. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It was, I will say, a pandemic project. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us maybe came out with some projects or, um, you know, crafts or anything. Podcasts, maybe. In a creative way. <laughs> Podcasts, you know, YouTube channels, did, you know, doing all of that. Um, that's when it started. I, I will say I, I, I've always wanted to um, write and become an author, mm-hmm. you know, specifically something like with mental health. But with graduate school and jumping right into motherhood and um, working, there was just not a lot of time I felt to really fit that in and focus on it. So when everything slowed down, you know, around the pandemic, um, the time of the pandemic, I was able to um, just start writing. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, again, my passion, of course, is mental health. It's also parent, you know, parenting, being a mom, um, And like I said, or one of the first things I said at the beginning um, of our conversation um, was that I'm all about access. You know, Mm -hmm. how can I make myself accessible or available as a person, you know, and what what I do, but even for those who maybe can't make it Mm -hmm. to any, in any way, whether it's at school or in primary care or in private practice, everyone likes books. Anyone, I think in 2023 goes on Amazon, you know, Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, how can I make some of this um, important information about mental health, how kids can practice self-care? You know, there are things that they can do for themselves that's simple, that's easy to learn um, to, you know, really improve their own mental health, ways for them to learn about anxiety, you know, what it feels like to be nervous and what to do whenever you are feeling stressed. It's like, let's put all that, you know, in easy to read books. And Mm -hmm. so, um, again, I just kind of went to writing um, around the time of the pandemic and um, started the process, you know, as an indie author, as far as finding my own illustrator and um, really just learning about, again, this process in general of being an author. And it all kind of came together and making sure it's available in libraries, um, you know, at no cost, as well as, of course, on other platforms from stores to, you know, I've had the privilege to attend um, like vendor events, you know, being able to set up tables and being able to educate families who may come by the table and let them know, you know, a little about mental health and of course the books in general and how their child can just learn from their own, from their own home on what it is um, getting started as far as conversation with, within families um, through, through reading, you know, books, I think all came together we need that yeah thank you we need the content of the book and we need more books with little kids that look like our babies so thank you yes for that yes that was a 
definitely a I would say a a big one for me too. It's like we we already don't have too many children's books mm-hmm. that speak about mental health, but also mm-hmm. books with representation, you mm-hmm. know, of us. That was it was huge. I think um, it played a really big part when it came to my vision and what I wanted to see on the mm-hmm. cover and throughout the pages. Um, I just think it's important for children to see themselves, to see a reflection of themselves and, you know, the books that they, um, that they have, that they possess. So yeah, huge deal. Representation is definitely a big, big, important one. I agree. I love that. I love that. Well, (laughs) friend, we talked a lot about um, parenting. Okay. And we have a whole (laughs) expert on here. Okay. So I I think it's time for some mama juice. Y'all, guess what? We found the secret. (laughs) We found the secret. If you are a mama or a woman in general and you are struggling with your libido, we have found the trick. She O has done the job. We have been more engaged intimately with our husbands. We have had all the fun. And when I tell y'all the fun, we have had the fun. And guess what? We don't have to put towards so much energy because this has done the trick. And if y'all don't believe us, check out the reviews. Yep. Like check check the link in our bio (laughs) and use code MAMA, all caps, for extra discounts. But order it today. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Today. Today. And like we said, if you don't trust us, read the reviews. <laughs> so, yes. what we drinking tonight? Because talking about kids, right? And they big emotions do dry you to the mama juice, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Keep yes. you sane. <laughs> so, for those of you listening for the first time, Mama Juice is a portion of the episode where we bring in our favorite cocktail or mocktail version of the conversation. And each beverage is inspired by our guests. And we typically ask what their favorite type of alcohol is or usually what vibe they go with when they order a drink. And Jennifer shared that she likes red wine or like a sweet red wine. I can't remember which type of red wine, but you like red wine. Is that right, Jennifer? Yes, Yes, I'll do a red wine Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So I was thinking of like a sangria, right? It's the summer months. Mm -hmm. We're we're sending our kids back to school. And when we drop them off, we're picking up our sangria to finish off our summer too. At least (laughs) that's what we hope, right? (laughs) Um, So Jennifer's drink is called Doctor on Call. And that's because Mm -hmm. she has provided (laughs) so much perspective for us as parents. And she does the same for her community. So she is the doctor Mm -hmm. on call. I know when we hang up from today, I'm sure Jennifer will hear from me and or Devin. Right. (laughs) Um, So she is our pediatric psychology, school psychologist, psychologist on call. Right. When it comes to raising these kids. So what this drink has, um, as far as the cocktail, it has sweet red wine, and then it's topped with club soda. Uh, It has blackberries and mint. And it's a simple drink, Mm. but it fits the need of the conversation. Uh, If you are a mama-to-be or you simply do not like alcohol, that is totally okay. We have a mocktail version, and that is sparkling grape juice with your club soda, mint garnish, and blackberries. And that is Dr. On Call, inspired by Dr. Jennifer Morgan. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So from Mama's (laughs) Corner, if this is your first time listening, we also have a segment called Mama's Corner. And this is our opportunity to connect with our guests and our listeners further. But I think we already had Mama's Corner because we had a full therapy session. So we're not going to go into (laughs) Mama's Corner tonight um, because uh, Dr. Morgan gave us a lot of suggestions on how to handle our kids with these big emotions. And we are coming up on our time as well. So to keep you guys coming back, we're not going to go over our time. But I feel like we already had Mama's Corner within this um, episode. So we did a lot of rich conversation. Thank yeah. you, Jennifer, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Morgan, Dr. Jennifer you. Morgan. <laughs> yeah, awesome. It was fun. This is fun. You know, Thank honestly, you. I'm like, oh, wow, we're already up on time. Like, yeah. like this conversation can keep going. It you can. Know? It's really nice to connect and with other mamas. Yeah. Yes, and especially can. when we're talking about connection, where can our guests find you if they want to know more? I guess yeah, our I, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. So you can definitely, I would say, um, find me. Uh, one, I have a website, uh, Um, That's where you can, if anything, find the latest um, on the books as well as uh, where you can purchase the books if you're interested. Um, I also have a social media, specifically Instagram. I'm on there. Uh, my handle is c 4 Collect books so you can find that on it and you can also um and i'll say that particular page is for uh again my the children's books in particular and i also post just mental health content for families and kids um but i also have a personal page called paging.doctor.morgan and same thing i'm posting mental health content as well as just uh posts about you know my personal life sometimes as far as my family and things like that keeping it fun and mixing things up. So you can find me on there. Awesome. All of that will be in the description <laughs> box. Yes. yes. And the yes. links to her books as well. So yes. this is awesome. Thank you so much. We can't Thank wait to have you, you back. Y'all could be anywhere on your Thursday nights and you are kicking it with us at the real mama pod. Yes. So friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at the real mama pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay. And I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at devgrace underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch, yes. out. we're in our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have rich auntie merch. So check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www. Dot. The real mama pod. <laughs> dot. Com. Uh, yes. And if you are listening to us, of course, we need your reviews. Rate, subscribe, yes. review us. We're on all major platforms yes. and YouTube. Please make sure you leave your review. Yes, we've been working hard on our videos. As you, If you started with us from day one, you <laughs> see it's just getting better with time. So continue to be patient with us. And we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at the real Mama pod.com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next time. time. Bye. Bye.